For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode number 13, Conjure by it at your own risk. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Greetings. And Jess. And salutations. <laughs> Chapter 26. Dresden is trapped in the kitchen with only a broom, which he uses in a spell to dispatch the scorpions to the lower level. Victor summons a demon, but clumsily gives Harry its name, which Dresden uses to his advantage by releasing it from control of either practitioner. Dresden manages to pull Victor and the demon over the edge of the balcony into the awaiting scorpion pit. While Harry awaits his own death, Morgan enters at the last minute for the rescue. So chapter 26. So yeah, we left off with Harry cowering behind the counter um, while people tried to shoot at him and Victor released a horde of scorpions on him. Um, He's trapped with nothing but a broom to help him out, which smucked him in the head. Yeah, and having been shot in the hip, he really doesn't feel like he's even got the mobility to do much with a broom as a weapon. Until his little magician's apprentice moment. Sorcerer's apprentice? Sorcerer's apprentice, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I was just about to say, is this a nod to Fantasia? Yes, I believe that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Anywho. um, But oh, but I love his little... So he's like, like if the scorpions tried to like dodge around, like the broom was like snapping out and like caught them all. And he's like, and I'm pretty sure it took all the dirt too. <laughs> and when I do a spell, I do it right. <laughs> I, just, I love that, right? Where he's like fighting for his life. I got all these crazy beasties that are starting new. And I'm like, and you know what? It just swept really damn good too. But yeah, but that was, that was cute. And you sort of have to wonder sometimes, but I mean, I get for the, sake of the book and the you know but you're like I guess is there like a certain like intent to what you're thinking when you said because he didn't really to our eyes make it obvious what his intent was right so I'm like if it was just like sweeping why would it necessarily right so I'm like is it all how he thought about when he put the spell together that he like focused it on these scorpion being thingies that's just a total side thought mm. there. Because I'm like, well, why did it just sweep the floor? Like, it, I mean, n- I don't know about y'all, but normally when I have to sweep my floor, there's not a lot of things jumping around on it. <laughs> so to me, it doesn't seem like an obvious thing that you would build into just a sweeping spell. <laughs> They're vermin. So, maybe, you know, you think vermin dirty. Maybe ver- just in case vermin. you get a mouse or something in the house that it'll, yeah, maybe that. Anyway. He probably wrote this spell while he was on the farm and there was like 800 cats everywhere. Maybe. I don't know. He just said that he <laughs> had to. He just said that he had to l- laboriously been forced to learn it. So, yeah, who knows what it was cleaning out at the time. But anyways. But yes, yeah, so he he does his little Mickey Mouse and sweeps all the scorpions off. And Victor's like, stop. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's a cute, cute, cute trick. But no. Yeah. I'm the yeah. I'm the I'm the one that holds all the cards. Nay nay. <laughs> nay nay. Nope. Oh, and then the Becketts are still firing at him. Yeah. With their guns. My what I really 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 liked was this moment of 
he, Victor's baiting, or sorry, sorry, Dresden is baiting Victor. Just, just baiting and him he's really just hard. Frazzles. And he's, yeah, and and even the the Becketts are like, stop talking to him. <laughs> he's he, he's not arms. Like, let's just get the fuck Arch out of villain here. Villain Overlord must get my speech in. Um. Yeah, no, he gets. He freaks out because they they start shooting at like the both of them try to shoot the broom. Yeah. And Victor's like, "Would you fucking stop firing? Like, shit, bulls are flying everywhere. They're just he's like <laughs> trying to. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I don't care how good a marksman you are, it's gonna be damn hard to hit like a broomstick, especially a moving broomstick. But yeah, so first Victor's kind of freaking out about that. He's like, "Damn it, would you just stop fucking firing?" Like, and then yeah, exactly. And then he's like. uh I'm cute. Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna be- and yeah, the Becketts are just like, dude, he's unarmed. Fucking jump him, shoot him, get like, quit wasting time. I like- want my storm to do it like <laughs> I had planned. Yeah. <laughs> I've discovered magic. Everything will be about the yeah. magic. I will bring you down with magic. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Victor, Dresden's baiting still works. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Somehow he just has that skill of getting yeah, under people's. Just, I don't know. People off. Just, yeah, for you, he just Good keeps opening you. his mouth, and people just can't help but react to him. I don't know. So he stays along while Victor dismisses the uh, the Becketts. Well, Victor misses. So oh, he, dismisses. Yeah, he dismisses the Becketts. I heard misses. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, um, no, that's okay. Yeah, dismisses. Yeah. So he does that so he can he can summon the demon and makes his first biggest mistake. By saying, in his arrogance, Kelshazak. Kelshazak! Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> well, I'm not actually trying to invoke Kelshazak. So. Oh, so there we... I think... I, I don't think I have a particular, I don't know, opinion on... Other than the fact of I know the way Marsters pronounce it. I'm assuming that's, you know... And I think it's just like... Kelshazik is more Kel how Shazik. he does oh, the okay. emphasis, but I, I am guilty of not listening to the audience. Yeah, and that's I'm using my own imaginations again. Yeah, I sort of had his pronunciation in my head long before I ever read the written version of it. So again, since it's a made-up word and doesn't really follow, I don't think a lot of none of it matters. Yeah, <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Mama. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> oh, smell. Uh, I was going to yeah. go with the theme of the book, but okay, fine. Theme of the podcast. <laughs> so, Victor does send the Beckets away and does his a little bit more of a yeah, go start the car, would you? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're a loser. You're the one who sucks. You're the one bleeding out. I'm amazing and I'm great. Which is very just sad and pathetic on Victor's part. It's like, yeah. Funny. <laughs> okay. Harry's like, ooh, fire. Ooh, really to say this. <laughs> and then Harry's yeah. pretty good. He starts throwing out all this like, I told the police and I told the wizard police and I told the mob bosses and you're fucked and ha 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 go fuck yourself and again that's telling how to because he's like you haven't even heard of the white council have you and he's like whatever right then he's like oh yeah I told Marco and he's like what no (laughs) it's like yeah that's bad but it also just shows how um 
ignorant Victor is totally. that he's like, like oh, you, the way, I don't even whatever. Okay, so there's Bray, but he's more worried about Marcone. And I'm like, not that Marcone is not somebody to worry about, but in comparison to the council, like yeah, he's he small should be. really be more worried about the council. Yeah. Who is just compared to the Spanish Inquisition? <laughs> yes, only not as fun. <laughs> Right. So yeah, so it's a good play on Harry's part because it is true. He mean he's talked to all three delegations in the last twenty four hours, and on top of that, Victor Sells really did give Harry a ton of time to go and tell everyone else. Like, as far as Victor Sells know, Harry's got all of these allies and backup. So it's very funny to just be like, oh yeah, you probably should have killed him before he had time to tell literally everyone that you've pissed off because he knows everyone you pissed <laughs> off. Like, right. He could also go to go to Bianca and be like, oh yeah, this is the guy who's killing off your girls, and that'd be one more force against you, like right, idiot, like yeah, that's a good play on Harry's part. It's a lie, but it's, it's a good play. Well, and even that, he's like, if I'm lying, I die. And he's like, mm, for all I know, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, hey, you know, as far as I knew in the moment, I was, I was telling the truth. But, um, but it's super friends, like the super friends in the Inquisition all rolled into one. You'll love them. That's what he says about that. Um, but yeah, he's like, I'll take you out like yesterday's garbage. You really are an ignorant bastard. And he's like, what? No, you're lying. And I find this. Because then he starts going on about, like, hey, well, who told you, right? Like, who? And he's like, who? Who was it, damn it? That whore Linda, her whore friend, Jennifer. And this always struck me as kind of, because I'm like, that's your sister-in-law. Right? Like, she seems secondary. And I'm like, did you not know Jennifer? Because, and then I'm thinking for a second, I was like, well, did Monica keep that kind of private? Because she's like, oh, you know, like, the police haven't made the connection yet. And I'm like, no, actually. Kids she, are named after her. The kids, exactly. And I was like, no, she was exactly the, the, the niece is named after her and she was wrecked that's what she said she's like either me or jennifer would babysit once we start bringing more people in so i'm like yeah it's not like there was any separation there between the family and but if you don't like your sister-in-law then maybe you will just refer to her as some whore friend of linda beckett or potentially he's also trying to just not say that it's his family and that was the that was exactly sort of where i went because like so yeah because i was like because um, at first I was like, wait, who did, like, wasn't Jennifer the one that brought her in? But it, and this to me is, again, a little bit weird in the way. So he brings in the, so according to Monica's um, recap of how things went down, that when he started getting heavier into the magic and starting to produce the drug, he got in touch. He found the Beckett. She doesn't say how or where. She said he found the Beckett who threw all the money he wanted at him um, in order to help get revenge against Marcone and the situation against um, their daughter and all that, right? So then he brings in Jennifer and her connection. So he's like, so then Jennifer brought in Linda, who coincidentally was already working for the back. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I guess we don't know. This has, I guess, been going on for a little while. I keep forgetting. I always yeah, think they could have hired her as the I guess maybe afterwards. After. Yeah. I sort of was like, well, she's the driver of, so how did they? But yeah, and then Linda was the one that brought Tommy Tom in. And like, it was just sort of a little bit weird and convoluted. But then, yeah, I did. Um, I was like, again, was that kind of a screw up? Was that weird? Why would you? Or was that his way of showing Victor sort of distance um, from considering 
Monica's involvement, it right that he was so far from thinking that she was the one that might have turned him in or ratted on him that exactly he's going through, you know, like all the outsiders first, like the Beckett's and Linda and then like well, Jennifer or, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just, I remember. Well, he's quite arrogant. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that he just sort of assumes that he's got her under his thumb. Well, maybe up until he killed her because he knew he didn't. Oh, Monica. Monica. Oh, got Monica under his thumb, not Jennifer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, and I, that's, yeah. Because, like I say, the first, like, until sort of purposefully thinking about it more today as we were going through, like I say, before that, I was always like, that always just seemed like a weird, right, like, Linda and Jennifer. And I, but, yeah, as you sort of go into the things, I was like, oh, maybe that is sort of on purpose, that it's... And it's another level of arrogance, but he is also just dumb. Like, he's been getting away with it for so long, but... So, yeah. You know, it builds up the arrogance, but he's also, like, he left... Tons and tons of evidence, really. Like, yeah, again, at this yeah, point, he's, like, he's I not mean, exactly being discreet. Well, exactly, like discreet the Marcones and the Becketts and the uh, Bianca and the Varsity and the uh, fucking Monica Sells and Harry Dresden. Like, he's got a ton of witnesses, plus anyone else he's brought into this orgy and like fucking even like calling in pizza boys. Like, yeah. bro, go pick up the pizza yourself. Don't bring them to your illegal crime house. (laughs) (laughs) Right with them. (laughs) Although, on that note, I mean, Harry's sort of the one that draws the connections between, like, up until this point, the problem is Marcone hasn't figured out who it was yet. So, I mean, it's not until Harry starts sort of blundering around and not trying to keep things secretive that it draws to attention that, you know, Marcone and stuff finally, you know, yeah, again... We don't know until so. Yes and no. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, Victor was dumb about it. He was not nearly as smart as he thought he was and he had left. You know, again, for someone like Harry that knows how to put the clues together and knows the spooky side of the the business, then yeah. But well, I mean, and I like I say, up until now, he has sort of evaded police. And From a, a storyteller standpoint, you know, for Jim Butcher, you know, maybe you don't want to create 800 characters for one buck. But at the same time, I mean, you shouldn't have the same driver who's also your... Sister-in-law's like, best friend, ex-roomie. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's too many connections, you know. It, like, it was yeah. It was a little too much. Like all the ER doctors, the nurses, all sleeping with each other. Yeah, several times yeah. over in various <laughs> configurations. Throughout, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is very much like the Dresden Files in that. Uh, <laughs> and here, gentlemen, folks, is 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 where we have the age gap because my mind literally goes back to ER. Which was on twenty years before Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> At least you weren't talking about General Hospital. <laughs> no, I'm not as big a soaps fan. Sorry. So, and the brief period when I first moved out, and there was like twenty roommates coming and going. Um, I have to actually say, Days of Our Lives was apparently the soap. Um, Wasn't still is <laughs> of preference, and the thing that always was interesting to me. Is that more often than not? So again, right? We were young, you know, like late teens, early twenties, kind of first jobs, all sort of. So everyone was on like shift work and different schedules and all over the place. And the number of times you would come home and find like three or four guys parked in front of the TV watching Days of Our Lives. That was what always. I'm like, it wasn't oh, as often that it was okay. the women. I mean, some of them may have originally started it. Or true did on, but the guys were all sitting and watching too. It's just always, it was an interesting summer. I've also seen Demolition Man about 437 times 
because that was also on that summer and played constantly. Those days of Our Lives and Demolition Man. And Demolition Man. Man. Were the thing. Those were the thing. Yeah. Okay. That was. But anyways, ER, Grey's Anatomy, you got the, yeah, they're all one in the same. Chicago Hope, I'm sure. <laughs> Jordan's Crossing, I don't ever watch that one, but yeah. All right, so, uh... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I decided I should always change out of yeah, that whore Linda and that whore Jennifer, and I'm like that seems backwards to me. But anyways, moving on. Um, Victor uh, calls Kelshazak. 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 And and clumsily gives gives Dresden his name, which Dresden uses much to his advantage. <laughs> Dresden immediately goes, <laughs> "You dumbass! What? What? I just called a demon. What? You scared of me?" And he's like, "You're so fucking lame." <laughs> <laughs> Careless. He's like, Puck, I got you now. Yeah, so there's a whole lot of power when you know something's name. Their real legitimate pronunciation of the name. Right? So who has the name controls the thing. Right. So, you know, now Justin has the name, which is very much like the joke here. Mm -hmm. Get fucked, Victor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it 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 changes the game very quickly. (laughs) Very quickly. And it's kind of interesting, too, because, again, this goes back to Dresden's how we are at the beginning of his uh, eruption into bigger events or whatever, right? That that he makes the comment, this is only the second time he's ever seen anyone call a demon, right? So magic and wizards and sorcerers and white council and powerful. And, but this isn't a thing you just, this is not an everyday you go around. People don't just holler up demons all the time to, to uh, I know, I'm... I'm um, but yeah, this is something people don't just do all the time to holler up demons. And, um, um, so yeah, so he's, he's kind of semi-impressed, uh, cause the only other time he saw it was not a real good situation either. Cause it was called up to like, go kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does have a little bit of right? Like, again, it's, it's, it's how he's explaining, showing, advertising, but Victor does actually have some power. He doesn't really know what he's doing and he doesn't really know how to control it. And he doesn't know how to do anything, like, fancy. But, again, he's got some power and, and raw knowledge there that he can actually, you know, whistle up this demon. Yeah, quite the force of will to be able yeah. to manage to keep control of the demon. Yeah, and there is... Which is part of the problem, is if you can't. Yeah, and there is... I like sort of they throw that in, that, that there is a little bit of... Because the first time he'd already done it by the time it got to Dresden and Susan and stuff like that, right? So this time you see him and you, and you see sort of that struggle for dominance there, that struggle for him to desert, that the, the demon is pressing back, being like, you, I don't want you to put a leash on me kind of a thing. And when it, right, and then Victor's all like, ha, 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 do my bidding, you know, when it finally manages to, to you know, tug a war come out on his favor, right? And Harry, you know, he's had this moment, you know, three or four times just in this chapter to be like, ha, 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 you idiot. Like, I know more than you. I got the cops and the mobs and I got this and you don't know who, who's got, ratted me out to you. I got you the cops and the, and the moms. Mobs. Mobs. <laughs> mobs. I swear that came up. <laughs> and all of these things and he's blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it's kind of a little bit last round. It's like, and now I have your demon, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Well, and he could have very easily used the demon to kill him. And he says mm-hmm. that, like, that, that, yeah, I couldn't kill him. I couldn't kill him with ma- magic. I didn't want to. And it would have brought death sentence on my head in any case. But I could stand by and do nothing. And that's exactly what I did. So he cuts the, cuts the ties for the demon. 
So he, so he doesn't actually use the demon itself. Yeah. So this but gives it freedom. And this was another thing I found a little bit interesting. So when he's first going in, so he draws up his will to go against him or whatever. Um, and let's see, he's like, the demon's presence was suddenly there in my head, raging, slippery, and slimy, and wriggling like a venomous tadpole. It was a pressure, a horrible pressure on my temples that made me see stars and threatened to steal enough of my balance to send me falling to the floor. So he's struggling to do this, and it becomes... Um, again, now the demon struggling between the control already established by Victor and, and Harry trying to bump in. And Harry, you know, like he's struggling and has um, trouble. And he's saying somewhere where he's like, um, it almost... There you go. The demon hissed in anticipation and the pressure on my head redoubled, trying to force me down to make me give up the struggle, at which point the demon would be free to act. So I'm like, okay, so it makes it sound like Harry's got to step in and exert his will and gain dominance over this. Otherwise, the demon's just going to be free to do whatever it wants willy-nilly. And then he beats it and then lets it go. And Victor's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just broke your connection and didn't establish any of my... I'm like, so to me, it just kind of like, then wouldn't it have... Failing would have done the same thing. Like if you... Like Victor needed to call it up and succeed because he needed to be in control. You just had to break that control and you weren't establishing. So, like, even if you fucked it up, because that's what he's like when he's first trying to struggle. But then it would just be released on Chicago to do whatever it wanted. But that's all he does. He releases it because he doesn't, he says, I didn't establish any of my own control over it, the fourth law of magic. So he did just release it to do whatever it wanted. Well, and if he didn't completely, maybe that step, that, that third step was him actually releasing it because it, otherwise it would have been. Back to Victor. Severing. The severing of the control. Maybe, but again, and again, it might just be a small thing that I'm right. And it could also be like, you but know, he that's just, Dresden getting to be like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> maybe, maybe, right? Because it's just, to me, it's just the way it's phrased right there. He's like trying to force me down, Which point? at which point the demon would be free to act. So I was like, it sounds to me like one of these things, like even if you screwed it up, you would still achieve your objective. So... Success or failure, either way, you would get what you want in this moment. But whatever. But yeah, point is, is that he does let him go. He gets him out of Victor's control. And then the Victor's like, fuck you, buddy. You keep calling me up and making me like your little stupid lapdog. And, and right, d- d- debates, because really the demon doesn't care. There's two good targets. He doesn't care which one he eats. But ultimately, in the end. Which one he eats first. Which one he eats first is what's decided by, yeah, that he's a little more pissed at that. Victor specifically, so uh-huh. and there's a little bit more of Harry Snark too, and he's like, Victor's all like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And Harry's like, Well, we're gonna die, but I was already <laughs> gonna do that. I know, I love like that. Now we do it together, right? As soon as Victor switches over, then too, right? It's like Harry just keeps plucking the toys out of his hand, and finally Victor's like, Well, oh my God, what are we like? This is a, and let's he's like, together. Let's work let's together. Work yeah, together. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like want to buddy up now and. Harry's nope. like, no, fuck, no, 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 really don't. <laughs> like, you're kind of missing the point of all of this. Like, so you know that the, the beach house is on fire. The Beckets have been sent away. Bullet holes have taken <laughs> out the structure in some areas. And Harry's hip. <laughs> and Harry's hip. Uh, there's a demon toad, which is causing destruction as we speak. Harry hurdles himself into Victor. Yeah, because Victor tries and, to bolt for yeah. it last minute, and Harry's like, and this is more of this flying around. 
that we never see again. <laughs> I know he's just like a little rocket boy, <laughs> Astro Boy, <laughs> right. for like they just zoom up to the to the landing and let me just zoom over to Victor. But well, and Victor tries to pick Dresden up, and that's how they end up grappling to be thrust over the rail. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. he tries to just make a bolt for the door, so Harry blocks him, and then he tries to just pick up Harry and throw him at the demon yeah, towards and, the demon. You know, you don't have to run faster than the bear; you just have to run faster than your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's almost not what Harry does. He doesn't try and run faster than his friend. He once once they're on the ground, and Victor's like, "What do we do?" And Harry's like, "Go fuck you." He he just he stops, closes his eyes, sits back. He's like, "All right." We're going to see, let the demon decide what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, at that point, he's just like, oh, I'm not doing, but yeah, that, that was Victor's plan. Victor's plan was to sacrifice yes, Harry yes. to, Victor just had to be faster than him. But yeah, Harry's like, I, I can't, right? Like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've used too much magic. I don't have enough sleep. I've been shot in the hip. I'm, right, Harry's like, I don't have a prayer of, right? So he's like, but exactly, I can do, I can just hang on to you and make you stuck here with me where we'll either get eaten by a demon or burned by a fire or whatever and yeah and then and, and victor doesn't take kindly to that no he has or i like harry's phrasing actually then where he says victor tried to pick him up and, and he's like um what is it i protested with fragile tenacity or whatever <laughs> objected with objected, fragile. That's, thank you i objected with fragile tenacity <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah um no yeah Quick grapple, quick pushing, and then... Uh, <laughs> and when he's throwing it all out the taunts, too, like earlier, when Victor's like, who told you, who told you, right? And Harry considers, but he's like, I don't want to give Monica up just yet, because the deal, it's, it's not a done deal. This thing's not in the bag. On the off chance that Victor makes it out of here, I don't want him immediately going after poor Monica, right? Um... And then when he gets here, where they're dangling off the thing, and Victor's about to lash out another spell, and Harry's just done, and doesn't really have anything to counter it, then he decides, okay, this might be worth a shot if I can distract him long enough now. I can pretty much guarantee that he won't get out of it, so then he, yeah, plays that card, and I I don't know, I get it, and I don't. I mean, in some ways, it's like Victor seems like so... I, I mean, I guess this is your classic abuser scenario and stuff like that. They are always shocked when somebody else has the upper hand and that the people they think they've subverted and, and dominated are just that. Um, but yeah, he just seems like almost overly surprised that it could have been Monica. I'm like, I don't know, you know, the person you told everything to and lived in the house and practiced it all and made her your guinea pig and threatened would, your kid. I would take it to be shock, honestly, because... From Victor's point of view, you know, most abusers don't see themselves as abusers. They're just keeping the peace or whatever like that. And so Monica just went all against everything. And how would she when he's doing all of this for the family? Yeah, and that's kind of what I meant, right? They never see them as, right? They see themselves as the hero of the situation always and that they're doing. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, Harry or Victor freezes in shock. Does what? Just long enough to get eaten and decapitated by a demon Nearly, Nearly headless Victor. Yeah, it latches, <laughs> like, whacked him on the it, collarbone. It latches yeah. onto his neck and collarbone, but it doesn't like oh. actually take his head off. It just stays clamped yeah. on, and they all go down together. So, yeah, it's more of a nearly headless thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's where Dresden remembers, thinks of Murphy, and and then Jenny. remembers that that uh, he's got that uh, the cuffs. cuffs. So he uses the cuffs and uses that momentum. Yeah, to and pull again, both this of them off this is one of these things that's just kind of like 
watercolored blurred and like I don't have a real because it's one of those things that reading the description I have a hard time picturing exactly like like where everybody's hand you know and I'm like how do you hold you guys are falling off a balcony how do you hold Victor in one hand and with the other hand that has the cuffs on it attach the cuffs to the I'm like it seems to me you need to be holding the railing and then use a hand. To, I mean, it's just one of those things. So it just kind of blah, 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 it all happens. Yeah. <laughs> it does say that he uses momentum. He, I guess, but you know what I mean. Holding onto the leg, uses the his other hand to. Yeah, but that's it. it. He's let go of the thing completely to hold the leg and do and it. Okay, just... now I, I I've had cuffs before, but not oh, not. Oh okay. dear, not okay. real cuffs like you know like the <laughs> shitty ones that you can buy for kids. The, and we don't want to know why the magic and store. <laughs> my question is, kids, kids. She said kids. It was locked around Murphy's wrist. Is when there's like. With kids' wrists, once there's not enough space in the middle, they'll fall and unlock themselves. Yep. Do regular yes. cuffs? Okay. Because I was going to say, I was like, isn't this thing still fucking locked then? But no, because once it just keeps okay. locking. So once there's nothing there, there it'll go cycle all the way through. Yeah. Okay. That's why you, you don't watch enough of the old cop shows where you see no. them like slap it on their wrist and it does the slap band thing where it... No, I don't. No, they do the... Yeah, it's always where they have it like half. And then they yeah, just go... Fine. And it goes... Which it's like hurts. Such a classic. Should never do that to somebody because that's just awful. Again, <laughs> no personal experience in this matter. <laughs> I used to work security. I used to work security. You were I the things you learned about your co <laughs> handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And also that underground sex dungeon we were all a part of. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't that we're recording me? from. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's what that stuff on the walls is. I get it now. I get it. Okay. No, the giant pole in the middle is for broadcasting, like we said. I, it was like boost the signal from the basement. <laughs> Here, I just thought this was like a really cool swing chair, but now I'm uncomfortable using this. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's the restraints are so you don't bump any of the cords. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, it's, yes. it's comfy, but it's poor, but. Um, is it comfy? There's one more. <laughs> to, we're nearing the end of this chapter, and there's one more thing that I I noticed, and and this is thank you, thanks to you because you have quoted this before. La 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 la. Yeah, I do um, that. So Dresden's hanging, contemplating his own death when he sees Morgan. I saw Morgan's silver sword slash snickersnack, and uh. leave the scorpion in writhing pieces on the floor. And you mentioned the Vorpal Sword, which is... Jabberwocky. Yeah, from the Jabberwocky in Lewis Carroll's 1980s... Or 1871 nonsense Twas brillig and the slithy toes did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mimsy were the borogoves and the momraths outgrave. Beware the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the juju bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. She's got that memorized. She's not actually reading it. <laughs> I know, and we've heard it a million times in the part. years that we've known her. What, what I have a lot of reasons to quote. When I did a little bit care. of research on this, the Vorpal Sword, or Vorpal Blade, has um, been adopted by the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons, mm -hmm. where the Vorpal Blades have the ability to decapitate opponents upon lucky strikes. Yeah, and I think this came up in, I don't remember if this was part of during one of our episodes or a side discussion amongst ourselves, but I remember that somewhere in the recent past coming up with the Vorpal Blades and the Dungeons and Dragons as well. So yeah, yet again, another influencer on 
on Jim Butcher's writing. Yeah, his D&D and um, all of that that came out. And we will get there later on, but Jim Butcher has said multiple times, he's like, in reality, where we all live right now, we have 8,000 myths about the same thing and 80,000 myths that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And if they can all exist on Earth, why can't it exist in one series? You know, why does every book series have to follow only one set, set of, of guidelines yeah. when the whole world has 80,000 different guidelines? You know, like That's Christianity it. and uh, Hinduism and Greek mythology are all existing at once in our world. So why do the book series have to only have one or two, you know? Right. So, yep. So, hence why, you know, we can have Dungeons and Dragons and the Jabberwocky and Peter Pan and Greek mythology and... Shakespeare all coexisting together because they do already in our world. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is one of the things that I like. And again, just on a sort of side reference, not that it's specifically race, but again, that is where Harry brings in a lot of his like his pop culture references and things like that, too, and stuff like that. Right. Is that I love that Harry does also pull from those things. And he's like, yeah, I I I do like Spider-Man and Dungeons and Dragons and, you know what I mean? Again, it's, it's, it's half work, half play for him, I guess, because like you say, a lot of it is, well, it's funny that orc actually exists in real life, but even like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nathan Fillion. He always says all the time. He's like, please don't ask me what my favorite show to work on was. He's like, guys, Firefly was like the ultimate show ever. I got to be a space cowboy and it was like everything every little boy dreams of. Every show I've ever worked on was great. But like Harry's like, yeah, I get to be a space cowboy every day. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. This shit rocks. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, There's just the quote at the very end of the chapter is also like, I really like it a lot for Dresden because it's very much like his. And I know you always read quotes, but like the very like, you're allowed to, you know, like just not sure which one that you're asking. Yeah. The point is, is that he's just like how perfectly typical to survive everything the bad guys could do and get taken down by the people for whose cause I had been fighting. Like it is kind of like always like Harry's own side is always against him too. One step like, forward, two steps back. Murphy's law: whatever right. can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, yeah, that is. It very sums up. Uh, very much sums up Harry and his so far typical relationship with the council. And you know, right? as much as Here we comes- love Harry and he does have allies established in this book, it's still like he's always a little bit alone, no matter what. Yeah. Keep your enemies close and your friends. Or wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what is it? Keep your friends close and your enemies, enemies closer. closer. Welcome to episode 13, where we learn all of Tanzan's innermost secrets about <laughs> bondage handcuffs and how she treats her friends and enemies. Yeah, good news. Inside I'm the editor the and I get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's uh, chapter 27. Or yeah, chapter no, 26. 26, yeah. But. Um, I also want to say it's funny how he's talking about when he's first dangling there, like he realizes the handcuffs and stuff like that. And he's like, it's funny the things you notice. Like, suddenly I was starving. And he's like, I haven't had a good meal since, like, what was it, Friday? Friday. And it's funny because if you stop and think that last decent meal, quote unquote, that Harry had was, if I recall correctly, SpaghettiOs and Coke. Because Thursday, when he first goes to the Madison and first meets with Monica and first gets his retainer, that's where he heads to the pub and has on a max steak sandwiches and fries and and then the next day so Friday is before he goes to Bianca's and he wakes up at like 3 in the afternoon and has SpaghettiOs and Coke so that's and why he's so tall and gangly <laughs> and that one I just love he was like I haven't had a decent meal since Friday and it's true I mean again compared to the virtually nothing that we've seen him eat 
Saturday and Sunday, whatever, because, or I guess it's like Sunday morning now or whatever, because, yeah, it's they're a just 24-year-old, I can attest, SpaghettiOs and Coke are a decent <laughs> meal. <laughs> it's just, I know, but it's just like, like, it doesn't even count that, like, the decent meals, the steaks, I was like, the last time you ate anything was, yeah, but yeah, I just kind of like that, and I'm like, yeah, you're spaghetti, and the Coke that you shared with your cat. Um, but yeah, and then he's it. like, and then he's like, and then you start hallucinating because I swear I saw Morgan come in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, let's just bring that blade down on my head. Sure, go for it. What the fuck? Okay, so chapter 27. 27. Dresden is saved by Morgan, who now admits that Harry is not the killer. While Harry is in the hospital, the White Council convenes. Due to his actions, they lift the Doom of Damocles. Okay. What you did was a malafor. A malafor? But you did it by accident. Ah. Yeah, so, uh, Dresden saved by Morgan, who now admits that he's not the killer. <laughs> it's like... Two guys laying in the rain, kissing, because <laughs> they're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized he's been giving me CPR. Ew. <laughs> oh, Harry. <laughs> um, it, it's a nice scene, though, between Morgan and Harry, because you realize, like, just how to the letter of the law Morgan is, is that, like, up till thus far, Harry has been Morgan's enemy because he is the bad guy and he is the doom and Damocles and he cannot be trusted. And in this moment, it's guy. like, oh, no, Harry was on the good side of the law and Morgan's instantly like, okay, I don't personally like you, but I'm absolutely going to be on your side and defend you to the council and not kill you right in this moment. Give you a little CPR just to save your life. Yeah. Yeah, but it is really like... Morgan very much has, like, I do not personally like you, but well, my yeah. code of conduct says that doesn't matter. Exactly, yeah, because cause Harry's like, you didn't have to do that. And because he, he's like, he's like, what happened or whatever? And he's like, well, you weren't the killer. And Harry's like, yeah, but that uh, same thing like he was going to do to Victor, right? He's like, I can't kill Victor with magic. I can't kill Victor with magic, right? Like, I don't want to because I don't believe in that. Plus, the council will kick my ass for it. But I can absolutely do nothing and let him get killed, right? And that's exactly yeah, what he's saying to Morgan. He's like, he's still didn't have to like i still could have got rid of your problem right and morgan's like but you weren't guilty of this thing in this moment so i couldn't let you die for this thing in this moment right and yeah exactly and he's like it's still right he's like you know looked like he was <laughs> sucking on fresh lemons and things right like he's still hard he's still girl he doesn't like you it's just like it cost him something to do it but that's his code of honor and he did not sway from that and harry takes no time at all just being resuscitated and uses that against him. <laughs> so, you're going to have to defend me. You're going to have to defend me. And, and Morgan instantly like, hasn't thought Morgan. about for a second. Right? <laughs> and Morgan's instantly there like, doesn't matter. I'm not the only one on the council who thinks you're guilty, motherfucker. Right. So it is like, you know, like it is uh, this, the blade comes swinging right back down to yeah. it's like, it's like, well, maybe not of this, but we know you're still dirty somewhere. We know somehow you're, but yeah, it's almost like Morgan didn't think of that for a second. Cause he's like, that means that council, like that meeting that you convened to prove I was guilty. You're now going to have to tell him. And he's like, yeah, that kind of, and then, yeah, it's like, he wasn't really, um, all Harry asks for from Morgan is a gallon of Listerine. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Things are all cheery and good it's all now. Good. I just Harry lived. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's like, so that would make me right, and you wrong. <laughs> and kind of that, like, relieved I didn't die laughter. Harry just kind of bursts into crazy person laughing. <laughs> laughter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I've been through a lot right now. I'm just, this is how it's, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and this is the point in the, the, the chapter that we end up sort of going into the overview period where it's... The sum up, the just, wrap Yeah, up. like the, the denouement. Yes. So we find it that the uh, the Becketts were ended up... That, that they ended up being arrested for nudity charges and then distribution charges for 3i. And this, okay, this I find funny too because he's like the police... Because so Morgan's come into the burning building chopped off the handcuffs, dragged him out of there, giving him CPR. They have their little conversation, and then Morgan's finally disgusted enough with him and had enough that he's like, whatever, the cops are on the way. I'm out of here. And then Harry's like, they managed to get there in time to to apprehend the Becketts. And I'm like, Victor sent them. Like, I know all of this happens really fast. Like, you know, six seconds of combat takes 20 minutes of explanation to walk you through it. But at the same time, maybe the garage was on fire. It took him a minute. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe they were right. Well, I don't know. Is, but it was like in the current moment, they're being arrested while CPR is happening. And well, no, because Morgan cuts out before the cops are right. Because that's I think they even say he's like we hear. Um, you could hear the the sirens or something coming, and then he's like. Um, I don't know. You can someone can look for that if they want to put because I have a feeling they mentioned that. But my impression, anyways, is that just the way he says it, Morgan's like the cops will be here soon to help you, and then he takes off, um, right? So I was just like, like, how, yeah, how slow were the Beckets? I'm like, apparently they didn't stop to get dressed, so that didn't take any time. I'm like, all they had to do was go out and start the car. And then Victor was going to be, right? I'm like, even if you, like, waited a second. Maybe they were waiting for Victor. Or, well, I was oh, going to say, but right. even if you waited right. a minute for Victor to be coming out, I mean, I guess maybe they stuck around a lot longer, but you'd think they might have seen, like, Morgan rushing in or dragging out the other body that they might just be like, hey, you know what? There's I'm a ton out. of fire. They couldn't go look themselves. I, I Maybe, but I was mm. just, yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm like, I don't know, they're halfway down the drive and, like, the cops There's met them on the way other. in. And, but, yeah, it was just sort of funny. I'm like, they're naked and they're not doing them. Like, they still were just like, hmm, let's just wait until the cops get here and then we'll be like, oh, no. let's. They had to be arrested for the story, Mom. I know, but... We need them to I go mean, to jail. Okay, technically, you know, Harry could have... your books. They, Harry could have, you know, told the wonder, cops and they got arrested them at home or something. If they're going to make an appearance in future books, because, because da, 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 specifically... Wouldn't you like to know? We're not in <laughs> the, uh, the Chicago... Yes, yeah, good thing they're in the Michigan, because I don't think they were in yeah. Michigan... Uh, justice system jurisdiction. The, jurisdiction yeah because i don't think they made it out of a cell alive if mark owen was in charge which again is mildly surprising. i'm like okay i know like chicago and illinois is his turf but obviously you know he's got fingers and pies i'm like it's not like they were that far away they're obviously like bordering states you'd almost think mark owen could have just been like you know what anyway so it kind of like breaks down you know somebody starts a rumor somehow that uh, marcone hired dresden to take out this three ring trafficking uh, threat to his own business interloper and harry you know isn't gonna dispute that because fuck it it cleans things up nicely for him too <laughs> a cheap price to pay to not get my car bombed yeah exactly he didn't have to go to the white council meeting because he was too hospitalized for that <laughs> right? yeah. nice. 
Like, that was just a but shame they, he had to miss that. They ultimately decided not only that he wasn't guilty of this, but they decided to remove the Duma Damocles from his person. Yeah, so it's like, okay, you've had almost a decade of probation. We haven't been able to catch you on anything, despite Morgan's obvious predilection for for trying to constantly be aware. And And furthermore, in the face of great turmoil, you still didn't break any more rules. You actually, yeah, you actually were the guy that went out, discovered, and caught the bad guy. So they've decided to allow him to be a real, real member of the White Council without this... Conditional. Literal. Nope. <laughs> yes, not not conditional anymore. Yeah, you're you're a full pledge now, Harry. Or a full member. You're not a pledge anymore. You're a real wizard. You're a real wizard, Harry. <laughs> Murphy herself makes a full recovery. It takes a bit. She's in the hospital for about seventy-two hours in critical, critical. condition, but yeah. she does eventually make it out. A little bit of memory loss. And the first How thing she does is throw Harry's flowers in his face. <laughs> they must have yeah. helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does rescind the warrant for his arrest and then pays him for the work that was performed in the murder cases. So. Yeah. yeah. She so does pay Murphy straight satisfied up. Satisfied with the job done, despite yeah, being pissed well, off. Yeah, okay, fine, I guess. Just kind of like with Morgan, fine, I guess you weren't actually the dude, but you sure made a hell of a pain of the ass in yourself for it, so... Um, but, but yeah, they. But at the same time, he also mentions that they don't joke anymore. They're not yeah. quite as friendly anymore. Uh, so yes. Murphy professed she had no memories, but you know, yeah. Well, just of what happened in the office. Uh, well, I mean, yes, she still yes. would have known all the bullshit before that. But yeah, what exactly? If she was attacked by magical dog-sized scorpions, she's <laughs> maybe really truly doesn't remember. Maybe she's just choosing to. <laughs> block a little. Well, she was pretty poisoned, so she, she probably doesn't actually remember that when it turned into a gorilla size. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, by that point she was. Yeah. Oh, she. They, we already said that because she couldn't see. She because Yeah, at that point. Yes, but, yeah. but the so beginning, memory like loss, the getting attacked you know, not, like that, but yeah. What, how much she did or didn't. Or yeah. Infeasible. Um, the Beckett's, between the Beckett's and the three-eyed drugs found at the lake house and such and such and such, they managed to convict Victor Sells and they send his family into witness protection. Post-mortem? Post-mortem. <laughs> he's dead, but he's definitely guilty. Children and Monica are put into witness protection. So that's it. Billy, Jenny, Monica are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thus far. Thus far. Date with a demon. I do love, and I think this ends up being much more important later without being too spoilery that Dresden sent pizza out to two, two every night for a week and then establishes the practice of sending regular pizza once a week afterwards. So. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I say, I thank you to work. your little folks, which you isn't a special price for you. a man say established to be as broke. Friend. And he did make some money from Murph, mm-hmm. but like this guy is still pretty broke. So it's a very big peace offering or, uh, Camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, it, it mentions in a later that, that, I mean, his favorite place is the Pizza Express, which is apparently the cheap pizza. So <laughs> these might be the $5 hot and readies, you know? Like, he's he's well, not you necessarily, know. you know, sending 50 bucks worth of pizza out. Sure, sure. However, yeah, I've, I've occasionally thought that too. And then I was like, well, you know, exactly. He did get a decent payout from this. He. Well, I guess he didn't really have any money left over from Monica because he kept saying how he blew it all on the cab rides and <laughs> stuff. But um, 
But for again, a minute, this, he's this sort of is the lead into him getting sort of steadier, more frequent police, police work. work and stuff, consultation and stuff like that. So I guess, but yeah, exactly. I always thought the gym, like, I don't have enough money to order pizza every week, Harry. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, and then he's like, Matt got the Trans Am back. I got the Beetle back. I don't know if that was quite fair, but <laughs> it wasn't perfectly equitable. <laughs> Bob returns from his 24-hour foray. <laughs> Just turned a deaf ear. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to any of the rumors. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. <laughs> Susan published her date with a demon as a headline. Right. And uh, Dresden manages to convince her into another more successful date. Yes. This time a demon didn't interrupt and I didn't need any love potions or advice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Probably like locked Bob in a box. For that. <laughs> I'm not taking any chances. He just. And Mr. was overall unconcerned about all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's one part that I wanted. I might have been reading too much into it, uh, but I... What? None of us ever do that. <laughs> I wanted to get your opinion on this. What's the point of this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point. <laughs> so Dresden's words, I escaped from something that had been following me for a long time. I'm not sure what. He goes on to talk about his struggle with power versus being the good guy. And that's what. But but is that really? I think at face value, Doom of Damocles. Yeah. And I think, you know, a little bit further than that, it was a little bit more of that. Harry's always towed the line of this whole when is power too much? When do you say yes and when do you say no? And that is a big theme for the rest of the books. I can't say that he really does walk away from that choice. But at the same time, uh, and, and this quote comes up in later books too, but it, and in other movies and shows across the world. But, you know, uh, that famous quote, you know, a man finds out who he really is when... Right? Yeah. That's a quote point is is that harry says like there's a point when you don't really know what you are going to do until the moment hits you you can think about it all the time but until you're in that situation and this is kind of the first time since he was a child that he's really been in that big of a situation where he had to choose between like a literal the yes and no of the power exchange and for the second time in a row he's turned the power down yeah for good and so it's it's maybe something to think, you know, what what did I do as a scared little boy and what have I done about someone yeah. now with experience and um perspective. Right. And he was still able to maintain the line the right, yeah. the right side of the road. Which mm-hmm. side of the line he walked, yeah, which Maintain yeah, integrity. Maintain his integrity. Yeah, and that's I mean again, right, like Harry and we have, you know, said like Harry knows he's he's got a lot of power under the hood always has right like you know yeah he's still spending years and the training was learning how to deal and quite but i mean it's 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 kind of like um princess bride with fezzik there under the giant's quote and and he's like i didn't have to miss and he throws the boulder at his head you know and he's like i didn't have to miss you know and and he's like i believe you and he's like yeah he's like it's not my fault that i was you know that i'm the biggest and the strongest it's just it's the way I am, right? And that's kind of like Harry, right? You know, it's like he didn't, he hasn't amassed power as such as he was born into sort of a heavyweight class, magically speaking. And he doesn't always know his own strength and he's had to learn and figure that, right? So that's the thing is that it, it is a big temptation because it is there, right? It would be so easy to do because I'm like, he can push a lot of people around. Just he can He can easily be the victor. Victor thought he was... 
you know, all that in a bag of chips because look what I can do. And it went to his head and, you know, little man syndrome and the whole power trip. And Harry knows. Harry's aware of that. He's like, mm-hmm. I could. And unlike Victor, who mostly just thought it, I know I do have the chops to back up a lot of that, right? But right. he does still stray. And it is tempting. I mean, again, right? You find a bag of money on the ground. Are you going to do the right thing and turn it in? Or are you going to want to just go home with it and hope nobody ever notices, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, Harry's still working the the um, morality issues. This, uh, the book concludes with... My name is Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden. Conjure by it at your own risk. When things get strange, when what goes bump in the night flicks on the lights, when no one else can help you, give me a call. I'm in the book. I'm in the book. <laughs> what a great way to... It, it, it like comes full circle Social, from the yeah. first chapter. And this is a great way to end the book as a solo, even like if, if it was to never become a, totally. a series. Yes. It was a perfect way to end the book. And I think on top of that, too, as we get more into the series as well, you learn the Dresden Files. These are Harry's personal accounts of the events. We've talked about him being an unreliable narrator, but it's later established that all wizards keep a personal account of their lives because that is the history and the story and the knowledge for their future apprentices and everything. And that's just Mm. what they do. So this is Harry's personal accounts of the events and his life and how this all played out for him so this little bit here too this tidbit at the end is like it very much establishes too like this is who i am and this is what i'm about and this is what you're getting into with this entire series as well yeah yeah and it's very exactly. it does it really is satisfying and mm-hmm. yeah it I, is it's, it's just a nice decision. i think of all the books to come this is probably the best ending of one of his books that actually just sort of wraps things up so nicely because after that the books kind of just all roll into each other totally i think there's there's a very there's a lot of poignant moments in the series that do stop you cold dead but this one happens to align with the end of the book which is nice (laughs) yeah i mean it's not like there's total cliffhangers like for those of you that aren't familiar with the entire series don't worry each book wraps up Enough. Enough. It, yeah, it wraps up the 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 events mm-hmm. of that book at the time. But, but there's always again, a background story. But too. there's a back right Harry's life and plot and the people in his lives and there you know do continue and do expand more. So exactly, there are continuations of things that will go from one. So yeah, I mean, sort of unresolved in the sense that longer, bigger arcs. But yeah, exactly. It was as you say for. For all in its own, so yeah, oh, that's it. One book down. Yeah. This concludes our episode thirteen. Conjure by it at your own risk. Thank, thank you. you for listening. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much for everyone that that started on this journey with us as we started on it, listening to us fumble our way through, and we hope we're getting better and doing more and. That more of you are staying with us and bringing more people along, but we're only. This has only been one book, and we've gotten lots of talk on Twitter and Discord and Instagram and then we other such social media. Appreciate and that. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's very exciting. So, so join us next week when we are going to cover the short stories "A Fistful of Warlocks," "Restoration of Faith," and the graphic novel Wel- "Welcome to the Jungle." So three episodes all coming out next Friday. Dun, dun, dun.
And if you're interested in our timeline is listed, um, how we follow our, our, our reading list and what we're, f- what we're going to publish in the future right. is on our website on macanalies.ca. There you can find also links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. We're also available on freeflowrambling.com. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Hey!